Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bills Bunker and welcome back to the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel. This Tuesday, we are back on the Bills Bunker. Last week, we were unable to do the Bills Bunker due to some rescheduled games, but we're back and we have a different face than we would have usually. Colt will be absent. This week, we have a Rich with us. How's it going, A. Rich? Yes, yes, A. Rich. Akeem Richens, Bills in Buffalo. I'm glad to be on the Bills Bunker. Shout out my boy Jacob, man. I, I like the setup here. Uh, we have a lot to discuss, so I'm going to let you do your thing. Let's do it. All right, so let's jump right into it, and we're going to go over some bets that Akeem and I had. We placed some bets with each other prior to this game that happened last night. Disappointing showdown, but... Let's get to Very the bunker good. bets. So we're going to start with your bets, which you had Josh Allen going for over 325 passing yards and Stephon Diggs at over 115 receiving yards. Right, man. Um, Floor's yours. So see, here is my thought process behind this, right? I'm thinking that Josh Allen is the guy now. I'm thinking he's the guy now. My expectations towards the team has changed. I, we have all this playoff caliber. We have championship caliber. We see what Josh Allen has done the first four games. I'm thinking Tennessee was kind of a, a mirage, right? COVID, all the things and stipulations we had to go through and, and endure. I'm thinking my guy Josh Allen in this offense is going to come out and be explosive. So I was with the over on the 325 yards, but I was obviously wrong. And that was not the case. It was, it was, it, it, it wasn't a great showing for Josh Allen. And it's a trickle effect, right? Josh Allen didn't play well. So obviously when your quarterback doesn't play well, your receivers are not going to play well either. So uh, uh, Stefan Diggs, he didn't play bad, but I think he only has six receptions, 46 yards and a touchdown. And that's obviously under the 115. So I was, I was wrong all the way around on this one yeah those are some tough bets and i i was right there with you i would have i would have smashed over on both of these i would have absolutely but for my bets personally i took john brown over 45 and a half receiving yards and devin singletary under 58 receiving rushing yards excuse me so john brown Expected him to have a big game back. Expected him to open a lot, open up a lot around the field. Expected him to get a lot of targets due to the fact he's not been healthy for a little while. And he's getting back on the field. Maybe catch the Chiefs by surprise. And don't don't go to Davis or Diggs as much. Right. Go to Brown. Go to a new face. Right. But, and, and and you see, and, and what was apparent was with John Brown was the injury, right? It it looks as if the Buffalo Bills offense has been struggling ever since John Brown has been has been injured, right? Uh, he doesn't look the same. The first play in the first series last last night's game, we had a play bounce off his helmet. Uh, he doesn't look as fast as shifty, and I think. Because of his speed element that he brings, he opens up the field so much. And with him not being healthy, I believe it closes up the passing lanes for the defenses. And 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 we're seeing Josh Allen struggle a bit because of it. 
Absolutely. And as you were alluding to in your bets, I mean, it's a ripple effect and it affects the run game as well. And I've been preaching this for weeks now. We need to get our run game figured out because right. we don't have a run game. And that's why I easily took Devin Singletary for under 58 and a half yards here. I thought, sure, there's a possibility he could break one out, but he's not going to get more than 12 touches because Moss is coming back and Yeldon had a touchdown against against the Titans. You can't forget that. So that was a pretty easy under bet for me. It was safe. And that's the only bet of ours that hit this week, unfortunately. But... Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. you hit you hit that one on the head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving forward to the offensive performance for our Buffalo Bills. Now, what did you like or not like about this offensive performance this week? <clears throat> I didn't like a goddamn thing about our offense this week. I mean, Josh Allen, 14 to 27, 122 yards, two TDs. The two TDs is nice. The 122 yards is is abysmal, especially what we've been seeing for the first four weeks. Uh, 14 for 27, that's barely under, uh, barely over 50%. That's, that's the accuracy, the haters, the Josh Allen haters. These are the numbers that the Josh Allen haters would love to see. And these numbers are simply not going to get it done. I didn't like his performance, but I do believe he will and can play better. What I'm more concerned with is the offensive line and the running game. Motor, Singletary. I'm, I'm going to start, and, and, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not calling him Motor anymore. His name is Devin Singletary. That's his name. He's Devin Singletary. 10 rushing attempts, 32 yards, 3.2 yards per carry is not going to get it done. Neither is five attempts, 10 yards, two yards per carry for Moss. Those are not good rushing numbers, and those are below the league low as as rushing yards per carry in the NFL, and that's the most concerning to me. I don't like anything about our offense the last two weeks. Yeah, that's a big hit, especially considering he was third among all running backs in yards per carry last season, tied with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. So that's a really big hit to our offense, and I like it. Yeah, just call him Devin from now on. Going yeah, yeah. forward, it's Devin until Devin. he regains that motor. Devin Singletary, that's his name. That's what his Devin. mama named him, Devin. Yes. Seriously. Now, <laughs> that, that leads me to a question, because you were talking a lot about Josh Allen, and I was wondering, why do you think Josh Allen's been struggling over the past two weeks? Uh, and this is this is a, a, another excellent question. And in my opinion, I believe Josh Allen is struggling because of a, a combination of a couple things. One is what I just alluded to not too long ago, the John Brown injury, the John Brown effect. He is an uh, uh, integral, uh, integral part to the Buffalo Bills offense because what he's able to do on the football field, not many of our receivers are as explosive as a John Brown. So when he's injured and he's not our number two receiver, I think it takes away a dynamic. And I think Josh loses some type of chemistry and camaraderie with his receivers. So uh, I believe that's the struggle combined with 
what these defenses and defensive coordinators switched up and now doing. They're not blitzing him as much. Over the first four games, uh, we've seen all these stats when under pressure, Josh Allen is amongst the best in the NFL when he's under pressure and when he's getting blitzed. So what these last two teams just did, they started switching up their coverages, switching up their, their and mixing up uh, zone and their blitzes. And they are playing a lot of two deep guys. They're playing a lot of zone. And I think Josh Allen is... Uh, a gunslinger and he has a gunslinger mentality and he doesn't want to do the check down but these defenses is forcing him to to result to check down plays and I believe because of these two combinations Josh Allen has struggled over the past couple of weeks because of it adjustments will be made and he will be better definitely that's something that the well all defenses that have went up against the Chiefs they've been trying to do that since last week when Gruden and the Raiders found out hey don't blitz Patrick Mahomes. And that's what's been happening. That's what they're trying to do with Josh Allen, too. And Josh Allen needs to adjust to it. This offensive line needs to step it up, keep him more protected. And looking at our receivers, you said it, John Brown is a huge loss. We need him to get healthy. Rest him this week against the Jets if you need to. Get him back for the Patriots game. And... On top of this, we like why can't we catch a ball? There's been so many drop passes, and it's not all inaccurate <clears throat> passes. There's been some wide open missed passes, of course. It happens. Right, right. But drop passes, they're just unacceptable. Very unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely right, Jacob. That's an excellent point. We are we are dropping passes. We have a everybody says we have a top receiving corp, but we are still amongst the top and the league leaders when it comes to drop passes. So that's that's an excellent uh, analysis right there. Yes, and now I want to get to my biggest pet peeve about this offense all season long, and it's not just last game because I said it two weeks ago when I was here on the Bills bunker. I said. The biggest concern, the offensive key to this game, is the ground game. We need to get a ground game figured out. We need to absolutely show that we can run the ball because we haven't at all this season. Right. No running back over 75 yards this season. Singletary, 32 rush yards. Zach Moss didn't do too much in his first game back. Didn't expect him to. And Yeldon didn't see any of him yesterday. What is it going to take for this Bills offense to get the ground game going? Uh, we need better. We need better play from our offensive line guys. You know, there is there is more than one part to being an offensive lineman, and it, and it's broken up as such. Right? There is uh, pass protection, and then there is uh, rushing and run blocking and we are struggling getting off our blocks we're struggling getting off the line getting off to the point of attack and creating these lanes creating the lanes for our running backs to for to have consistent uh success so i believe our offensive line is definitely a problem and definitely a part of the ground game struggles another part of it is uh the the running backs are just not getting the job done uh, Devin Singletary, I, I I love his elusiveness. I love his vision. I I love Zach Morrison, what he was do what he was able to do in college. But 
to depend on a first and a second year running back to carry a load is is, is hard. It's real. It's real tough right now. And these guys, they didn't test well in the combine, and I think they're they're showing on the football field their lack of explosiveness on some plays, and I think that is becoming a concern. We don't have explosive guys in the backfield, and we don't have a great Russian offensive line, so it's it's a concern. Two things. I just wanted to point out that this one's going to hurt for Bills fans. Frank Gore has 20 more rushing yards than Devin Singletary this season. And wow. to your offensive line point, as someone who was a former offensive lineman, I played offensive line in high school. We're getting blown up and beat to the line of scrimmage by the defense, which is just brutal. These guys know the count. They have an advantage of knowing the count, knowing what's happening, knowing what the play is going to be. You got to just beat the man across from you. One versus one. You got to be the better man and come out on top. Because too many times I'm seeing defenders just blowing us up on running plays and getting tackled for big six-yard losses. It's just, it's been pretty brutal. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah, absolutely right. It's it's when 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 it comes to running the ball, of course your yeah, your offensive coordinator they're gonna have designed running plays, but that's man on man. You know, that's that's listen, we're gonna run the ball. What you gonna do about it? That that's where it, it's a battle and a physical thing. That's become that's where it becomes physicality and a battle within the trenches. And right now we don't look like a physical ball club on either side of the football, and that's a problem. No, and our offensive line just took another hit. Cody Ford went down, and Sean McDermott reported today that it's a week-to-week injury. So that's another key piece to our offensive line. That hurts. Yeah, and, and what the hell does this week-to-week mean anyway, right? Uh, Matt Milano been week-to-week. He's been out the last two weeks. Uh, everybody could be out week-to-week. <laughs> True. <laughs> what, True. What the hell does this week-to-week shit really mean? Give me give me an update. Is he going to be out any time? Is it two to four weeks? Is it one to three weeks? This week-to-week shit is, is, is murky and it's real cloudy, and I don't get it. <laughs> it. It remains to be seen. It's all a game. It's all a game. Now we're going to get to the defensive performance, and we have a question, a statement, and you we're going to see whether you think this is true or false. The defense we saw yesterday against the Kansas City Chiefs is the defense we will see for the remainder of the season. Go. It's very tough, right? We want to believe that we want to believe what defense, Crazy B? <laughs> we we want to believe that our coaching staff, Sean McDermott, he's a he's an excellent defensive mind, right? <laughs> that's funny. He's an excellent defensive mind, Sean McDermott, right? Before that's the reason he's hired again for out of the last six years with Carolina before he left top 10 defense. So we we trust his mind. Leslie Frazier has a wealth of experience. Uh, over the years, we've proved that as coaches, as a coaching staff, we can make adjustments. So I am fully confident that the Buffalo Bills are going to try their very best to make certain things happen and to try to make their their adjustments. I'm I'm very confident in that. The 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 problem I have is this is not last year. This is not two years ago. This schedule 
of teams that we're facing is amongst the best that we've seen in a in in a few years, right? Ben Roethlisberger is playing the best ball of his career at 30 at 80 years old, right? He they have 50 receivers out there with Claiborne and, and Deontay Johnson and James Washington and Juju. Uh we face Russell Wilson in Seattle. That they're, they're no joke. We play the Chargers. The Chargers played the Kansas City Chiefs a lot more physical and a lot tougher than we did. <laughs> we, played a, we played a good. We played a Patriots twice. We we it's a lot of teams we play. So I, do I believe our defense will get better? Yes. How much better? I'm not sure. They going they, it, it remains to be seen. They're going to have to show that. Okay, I'm going to give you my answer, but anyone watching, chime in in the comments section. Let us know what you think. Is this a true or is this a false statement? Let us know in the comments. For me, I'm having a really tough time with this. Very. This defense has been horrendous. I've been, there's been a lot of negativity in Bills Mafia saying, you know, this defense is horrible because we're not accustomed to seeing this. And I've been one of the few saying, I think we're going to regain the 2019 form, but that's up until this point. I know we right. played the Chiefs last night, but I'm saying false unless we're bringing somebody in. I think wow. false. This is, wow. or no, true, I should say. This is going to be the defense that we see for the remainder of the season. We're not going to get the pressure on the quarterback. We're not going to have... Linebackers making the tape tackles that they need to. They're not going to break up the passes. I think this is something that we're going to see for a long time. And just wanted to mention this. The team we play next week, the New York Jets, we've allowed more yards per game, whether it be through the passing game, running game, or just offense in general. We've allowed more yards per game than the New York Jets. Wow. Telling, man. That's, that's telling. And again... Uh, you know, expectations are different now in Buffalo, right? They had playoff caliber as a decal. Now they have championship caliber as a decal all, all around one's Bills drive, right? So when, when you're going around talking about championship caliber, your expectations have changed. So it, 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 it is concerning. We understand. I understand that we have 10 games left. And they're four and two, and they're still first place in the AFC East. But when you have high expectations, it's it's definitely uh, a cause for concern. Nobody was talking about Kansas City and the Tennessee Titans being back-to-back -back AFC championship opponents all year, right? As soon as we get our asses kicked and they get some negativity, they go, hold on now, we played AFC championships. Where was that in everybody's goddamn analysis before these games? <laughs> right yeah so true. so the expectations has definitely changed they have they have and they're going to continue to get higher and higher as the season goes on and the expectation for this unit has dropped down what has happened to the defensive line we saw a big shuffle of the defensive line this season we had notable names such as jordan phillips shaq lawson Star Lutulier opted out. So we've had some big losses of this defensive line. And yesterday, Sean McDermott tried to send a message to the team scratching Harrison Phillips and Trent Murphy when they're healthy.
questionable decision, maybe. Wanted to try some new things out. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. We're not getting the pressure on the quarterbacks. I know we weren't sending blitzes last night because some homes. You're not going to blitz them all the time. But we're just not getting in the face of the quarterback, and that's not even the biggest problem. We can't stop the run at all. We're getting blown up every play. The offensive line is beating us up. It's just horrible. The defensive line, it just needs... I don't want to say this, but it looks like it needs an overhaul. There, Mario Addison has Mario Addison's impressed me. Ed Oliver, I still have faith in him, but Quentin Jefferson's made some plays here and there. But the rut, man, what is going on with this, bro? Bro, I have no clue <laughs> because this 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 is the last thing I would have thought about being a, a concern. Our defense, our defensive line. This is the uh, it, it, it's baffling. And again, it's it's not the losses that's concerning. You know, you lose football games. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, and it is the Tennessee Titans. So the loss itself, the losses itself, is not concerning. It's the way we look in the losses that's concerning. We yeah. look lost out there like Tremaine Edmonds I have to call a spade a spade I love the guy I love I, I love the guy coming out of college there is no way in the hell I would have thought he would have been a Buffalo Bill but right now he looks lost everybody and, does, and, and, and everybody does. Uh, Tredavious White and, and, and Jordan Poya on the play to Kelsey they both look lost so it's 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 mind-boggling it's 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 scary it's very, it is very scary, scary times for Bills Mafia. I know it's probably an overreaction two weeks against tough opponents, like you're saying, but it's really hard not to overreact when you're losing in the fashion we are, because I noticed this in the Rams game and I've noticed it ever since mm-hmm. when we were getting that comeback put up against us, our defensive linemen, hands on the waist. Puffing and puffing the whole time. Daryl Henderson was just running up the gut, having himself a day, loving every minute of it. We're going to play some pretty good backs down the stretch, and we're going to, they're going to show us we need to step it up on the defensive line. Ed Oliver, 60 snaps, no tackles, zero tackles. That he had a, his stat sheet was the same as mine and yours, and we didn't play a snap. Sixty snaps and nothing on the stat sheet. That is concerning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I loved Ed Oliver coming out, but it, it. I have to call the spade a spade. It's concerning. It is, and you know that Chiefs game was very depressing. Honestly, I. Had super high expectations going into it. All of Bill's Mafia did. It was a real measuring stick game against the Super Bowl champions. Hardest game on our schedule. I thought it would be the San Francisco 49ers because I thought our defense would be better than this. Right. And they just proved me wrong. And Zimmer, Zimmer was our best defensive tackle. A guy that we just called up from the practice squad is our best defensive yeah, and, and guess what? At, at this rate, he might need to see a lot more snaps. <laughs> he might. Seriously. Like, 
if it's not working, you got to fix it somehow. So give them a chance. And I'm done talking about this Chiefs game for now. Let's move on to next week and talk about some of the offensive keys. Now, the first thing we need to talk about is getting our quarterback, Josh Allen, back on track. After two consecutive poor weeks against two teams that are over 500, I know that's not something Bill's Mafia wants to hear, but it's true. He struggled against teams over 500. Josh Allen needs to get back on track, and it needs to happen this week against the Jets so he can go into next week against the Patriots with loads of confidence. What do you think about getting Allen back on track? Uh, I definitely agree, right? Um, In the past weeks, when Josh Allen was doing well, we would talk about, and we still talk about it, A, the run game. We got to get better in the run game. The running game got to get better. We need more production. We need uh, a, a, a better offensive line play. We need we need these these type of things. But now that Josh Allen is has struggled, we, we just need to get something back on track. So let's let's get what our best go to on offense is back on track, and that is Josh Allen. And we have a team that's in flux. They have they have a lot of struggles in their own right, and this is the opportunity. This is this is the week, especially. And it's good to have a short week when you're coming off a loss like this. You want to be able to get back on the field. I know me personally, I wanted to come back and play uh, after a tough loss. So uh, I think this is the week against the New York Jets, uh, a bad football team, to get our best offensive player back on track, and I think he does. Yes, and we got a good comment here. I'm just going to show this. I wouldn't have imagined Miami would be the team being one game behind us. Now, I don't know if this is a testament to the Patriots' record or our record. But mm. Miami is a concern. Um, I think so. Uh, and, and they made a very interesting move today, right? They They... Uh, Tua is now the starter, and it's a very interesting move, and it's going to make or break the Miami Dolphins season. Fitzpatrick was having one of his better seasons of his 16-year career. If if Tua comes in and he plays better than what Fitzpatrick is currently playing, the Miami Dolphins are a problem. <laughs> if he comes in as playing matches Fitzpatrick or uh, exceeds his play, they're going to be a problem. But if he doesn't, uh, they're going to regress. So this move that Brian Flores has made is going to is going to tell who the Miami Dolphins are for the rest of the season. And the Dolphins, they're actually, I think they have the potential to be a good team for a long time. They really do. They have the makings of a great team. They are kind of like the team we were last year. They have a quarterback that's expected to be progressing this season. Hasn't really played, so maybe he's 2018 Josh Allen. But they're ahead of our 2018 team. They are absolutely ahead of our 2018. They're kind of like our 2019 2019 team last season. They're at the same point, I believe. 
you know, I think I think they are ahead of that 2019 team, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, the Miami Dolphins and and us and the Buffalo Bills defer in the way we're going about things. We're we are going about things as far as the draft and developing players. The Miami Dolphins organization is willing to go out there and pay for star players. They're, they don't care that they got Xavier Howard, uh, a, a very good cornerback. They're going to go ahead and pay a high price for Byron, for Byron Jones anyway. You know, I think that's I think that's the that's what what catapulted the Miami Dolphins having that money and not being afraid to spend that money on on elite level players. Where us, we're going to spend our money on mid to mid level players and and draft and hope that these draft picks uh, become all pro players. So I think that's where we defer, and I think that's why they are ahead of their schedule. Yeah, and I just wanted to ask you a question here because we're talking about moves that and transactions that the Dolphins have made do you believe that the Buffalo Bills need to make a trade and to everyone watching this in the comments section please chime in we really want to know what you think do the Bills need to make a trade and what position do they need to address the most um the Bills absolutely need to make a trade right <laughs> there is no question about it if uh the reason why we need to make a trade is because we are a good football team when we're clicking and when we're rolling we can be dangerous and we can't be anybody in this nfl so uh i definitely think we should make a trade the who is the problem and the who is 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 the concern we 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 need to upgrade our team any way possible but we cannot determine who is available so anybody that's available, it doesn't matter the position. It's not like it's a free agency pool where we could pick and choose. Wherever, whoever's available at a position that we have a weakness in, we need to go get. So if a running back is available, it's not too many Le'Veon Bells or not too many times a Le'Veon Bell is going to get released. So that is why we went after him. You know, if a position comes about and a position comes expendable, then we need to go after it. Tight end, safety. Uh, offensive line, running back, D-line, it doesn't matter. You're right. Anywhere we can upgrade, I say we go for it. And we're not going to upgrade at receiver. We're not going to upgrade at quarterback. We need to go for the things that are obvious here. The defensive line is a big problem. All about the Bills agrees with me. All about the Bills. Check out his stuff. He's got some good stuff. Great content yes, on his channel. Yes, sir. Works with us a lot. And yes, it's just mind-boggling to think that the Buffalo Bills defensive line needs to bring in another body, but they do. They absolutely need to. A team that you would have thought heading into the season, the addition of Mario Addison puts this Bills defensive line over the top as one of the best defensive units, like defensive line units in the NFL. I honestly believed that, but I was proved wrong. And we need a defensive tackle like Star Latulier, someone who can just play the nose tackle and keep it, keep. I know it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I know. <laughs> get the gaps open, make a tackle. No zero tackles for sixty snaps like Ed Oliver. I, well, well, you know what? I tell you what. If it, if if this is really the case, because I've been hearing this Star Latulier shit a lot now. Right, we have been trashing Starla Tuale 
ever since he's come to Buffalo. Let's call a spade a spade. And now that he's gone, we miss him. If that is the case, I'm going to start the petition. I'm going to get a big, I'm going to go to CVS. I'm going to get one of those big cards. And I'm, we're going to go around with a big ass thank you card and sorry card. Uh, for Star Latourle, and we're going to mail it to his house. So we're because we we miss Star Latourle, and we appreciate him, and we see that now. So we got to get a big ass card and mail it to his house. Yeah, hey, start a GoFundMe. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's do it. <laughs> like, let's get him back on the field as soon as we can. Star Latourle was a big piece of this defense, and I think we need to trade for a defensive lineman. Someone like. Fletcher Cox or Geno Atkins is also unhappy with his situation in Cincinnati. There's a lot of players who are going to be unhappy with their situations with all these teams that aren't doing too well. Right. There's going to be skilled players out there available for the taking. It just needs to come to fruition for the Buffalo Bills. They need to make a move on something. I agree. I agree. And it's tough. And it's tough. As bad as we see Philly playing, it's going to be tough to get certain guys from there because that that division is so bad. They're technically still in it and they can still win that division. So it's going to be a little tough to pluck guys from um, from Philly because of that. But I I, I understand the concept of uh, teams like Atlanta. Uh, the, the dumpster fire teams are teams we need to be we, we need to be scrolling their rosters. And I saw this comment. I want to take this one. Any thoughts about Josh Norman? If you're on the fence, get off the fence. Josh <laughs> Norman, I made it. I made a rant video on my Bills Bunker YouTube channel. You can check that out. People calling him trash because he got ragdolled by Derrick Henry, like everybody does. Right. He was made a meme. Josh Norman is not trash. He's not expected to be a cornerback one like he was put in that position against the Tennessee Titans. You put... You put a CB2 or 3 against A.J. Brown, it's not going to work out too well for you. I don't care who you are. Josh Norman's physical. He brings fire and intensity to this team. He's a leader, a veteran. He played in Sean McDermott's scheme. I have so many positive things to say about Josh Norman. Get off the fence. Josh Norman's not trash. He's a good piece to this team. Well, you know... Josh Norman is is I think he's playing in a in a, a in a more important role than he should be at this stage of his career. I I'm going to put it like that. I think that you, I think that our secondary needs work as well. Right now, I think teams can run on us. Teams can pass on us. Teams could do whatever they want to do against us. And we have to, you know, it's a combination. I think players are are have regressed and they're not playing up to their capabilities. And I think the coaching staff is is not putting us in the best positions to make plays. Lone Wolf, I agree 100%. Our entire secondary is slow. <laughs> not just Norman. Jordan Poirier is not fast. Micah High is not fast. Davis White is not that fast either. You know, our entire secondary is small and slow. It's true. What's up, Bills Mafia? How's it going? Welcome back to the show. And we are going to get back to the offensive keys for next week's game against the New York Jets. I said, this is our offensive key. Plain and simple, be yourself. You're playing a team that's not that great defensively. 
maybe better than we are, but that's a question for another day. We just need to be ourselves against the Jets. Plain and simple. Do your thing out there on offense. Maybe get the ground game. Try to get it going a bit, but don't don't focus on it too much. Just be yourself. Sling the ball around. Get Josh Allen's confidence back up for next week against the New England Patriots. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, and now we are going to go to the defensive keys for the New York Jets. And you had this to say. Do your job. And this is everybody. This is the entire defense. Do your job. If you have outside contain, contain the outside. If you're if you if the play is flowing away from you, don't try to be a hero. You still maintain your gap and look for a cutback. Maintain your gap responsibilities. Linebackers drop in zone coverage. Make sure you get deep enough. Make sure you make the tackle when the play is in front of you. Uh, secondary, don't get confused between coverages. Is it a cover two? Is it a cover three? Don't get don't look lost out there like your Davis White and Jordan Poyer did last week. Everybody do their job. No superheroes. Do your job. I just want to put this up there because the discipline of this defense drove me crazy last night. Anytime we get down on the scoreboard, our defense kind of gives up. It looks it looks like they give up. It really does. They're hands on knees, just they're tired and they don't want to be out there when they're getting they're getting it handed to them. They really don't. Stay disciplined. Jordan Poyer had an undisciplined penalty. The guy was clearly running out of bounds if he wasn't already out of bounds. And he took an unnecessary roughness with under four minutes to go. That that third down, we would, we caught it, probably could have got the ball back there. So right. that's a game-changing play when we're down by six. That's something that we cannot afford to have down the stretch. Stay disciplined on defense. And Definitely. my... My defensive key to this game is simple. Wrap up. <laughs> wrap up. What does wrap up mean? In football terms, it means tackle. Take the guy to the ground. And if you're not going to take him to the ground, hold on for dear life and wait for someone else to come in and help you out. Wrap up because it can do some great things. If you can't get the guy to the ground, someone else can come out from behind him and punch the ball out. Wrap up. It's plain and simple, fundamental football. I agree, man. I agree. We're getting back to fundamentals. Now, if the key of the game last night, sorry to go back to last night. So sorry to go back to the to the to the game. But if if the key to the game was uh two uh, back safeties, don't give up the don't give up the deep play, you have to be able to tackle. <laughs> that means everything is gonna be in front of you. If this play is gonna be in front of you, you have to be able to make the play. So definitely wrap up. I love it. I love it. Yeah, when you're dropping back in the that's the whole point of dropping back is so you can come up and make a make tackle play. Uh-huh. to prevent a first down. Uh-huh. And it just didn't happen last night. It better happen against the Jets next week or I'm going to lose it. This comment here, this Bills defense has some same pieces as last year. We can turn this around. How do you feel about that comment? 
Uh, I think that we our pieces are a little different. I think Jordan uh, Jordan Phillips not being there. I think Shaq Lawson not being there. I I don't know if uh, anybody has buyers for more just this soon, but I I think about those guys. <laughs> they they <laughs> they they definitely cross my mind. Um, do I believe we could turn it around? Yeah, I believe we could turn it around. But those guys I do miss, and the schedule is not the same. This is not last year's schedule, you know. So uh, we have to think about those things. Uh, but I I I like the statement. I I have to see it to believe it. Yeah, seriously, we need to get the stuff together. Get back to the 2019 form. Regain 2019 form. That's what I've. We've just been begging for it, and needs to come to fruition if this team wants to have a successful run in the playoffs. Correct. Um, so we are going to move on to some predictions for next week, and you have, for your predictions, you had yep. Josh Allen, 25 of 32 for 274 yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown as well as Josh Norman and Micah Hyde to each have an interception. Yeah, man, that's correct, man. I, I think Josh Allen, he gets back on the, the positive note, right? It's the New York Jets. It's not going to be over 300 yards, but it was an, it's an efficient uh, statistic line, 25 of 32, 274, very efficient. Um, 274 is a good number, still a, a good passing yardage number. Two touchdowns, one rushing. We all know we struggle uh, running the ball, so I think that once we get in that goal line, Josh Allen is definitely a factor running the ball, and I think he gets in. Uh, Josh Norman, I believe, is looked at as, as a weak point, as a weak link to our Buffalo Bills secondary, so they may try to exploit that, trying to exploit that. He's going to come up big and get this interception for our Buffalo Bills, along with uh, Micah Hyde making a play because he hasn't made a play all season. And the more games he goes without making a play is the higher probability that he will make a play. <laughs> so that's why uh, I, I go uh, Josh uh, uh, Micah Hyde there. I like it. I like it a lot. And for your Josh Allen prediction, I'm just wondering here. Um, rushing, you're saying a rushing touchdown. If you were to guess, how many rushing yards would he have? Josh Allen, how much rushing yards? Uh, 54. 54? 54 okay. rushing yards. Yep. Do you think we incorporate some of the run options that we had in week one against the Jets? Do you think that's something that comes back into the playbook here? Definitely. I think that's something that comes back into the playbook, the read option. I think uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss is going to try to get implemented in the Russian offense. And I think we're going to try to uh, run the ball in. And Brian Dable, you know, he's going to show his innovative uh, style of offense and try to draw up some, some run schemes against a, a bad team. Okay. Now we're going to go on to my player staff <laughs> predictions. I have Gabriel Davis because I've been taking John Brown every week. Gabriel Davis will have six receptions for 53 yards and three touchdowns. Whoa. These touchdowns, Whoa. These three touchdowns aren't going to be on the long ball. They're all going to be in the red zone. That's another part of my prediction. She didn't put it on there. And Joe Flacco or Sam Darnold, I don't care who it is. This is more a stat about the Bills secondary stepping up. Three interceptions will be thrown by a New York football Jets quarterback this week. 
three interceptions. Our defense better come up big against this sec against this Jets team because when was the last time we had an interception? I'm thinking all the way back to week one against the Jets with Matt Milano. It was it's been a while. So it's been a while. We need to get a pick. We need to force a turnover. That's another weak point of this defense. I think this is the week that we regain some of that confidence against the New York Jets, a struggling team. There's no better time to do it, and I think our guys are going to come out fired up against a division rival. I hope so, man. I hope so. And if you've been watching, thank you. Thanks for sticking with us. we still got some more predictions to come up. That's what the Bills Bunker Show is all about. It's about some yep. fun, some bunker bets. So smash that like button, hit the bell to be notified every time there's a new video on Built in Buffalo. We've got a lot of live shows scheduled, some great content on our channel. Check it all out. And we are going to move in to the score predictions for this week's game. So this week's score predictions, Akeem had Buffalo 31-21, Bills over the Jets. I think we uh we write the ship on offense. I think we we look good, we look efficient, we move the ball down the field. Josh Allen looks good, Stefan Diggs, and and everybody's uh, has a, a decent day on offense, and we go above 30 points once again, 31-21 to Bills. Uh we show some pressure, we show some promise on defense. Uh, and they get a touchdown late and, and make the score, the score, 31-21. I like it. I like it. And to everyone in the comments, drop your comment, drop your score prediction down below. We want to see it. We'll put them up on the screen. And for right now, my score prediction is a whopping 48-17 <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills. Why? Well... Josh Allen's going to come into this game pissed off. Our defense better be pissed off and ready to play an actual fundamental game of football, making a tackle, wrapping up, as I've been preaching. I think this is the week that our team clicks completely, and it's there's no better time to have the New York Jets on your schedule. We came right. off two tough weeks against the Chiefs and the Titans. Two teams in the AFC Championship game last week. There's no better time to play the New York Jets coming off of two straight losses and heading in to another tough stretch where you have the Patriots, you're going to have the Steelers down the road, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. There's a lot of tough competition coming up. Definitely, man. Definitely. Big score. And... 41 to 9 Bills. I like it. I like it. Over 40. 40 is the magic number for the Bills this week, I think. Nice. I hate doing this, but Buffalo 32 19 Jets. Okay. I like it. Buffalo 32 Jets 19. Yep. Yep. A stat prediction for Josh Allen 22 of 26, three TDs, no interceptions. And a rushing touchdown. Nice. I think everyone's kind of on the Josh Allen going to have a big game here. All about the Bills says 28 to 12 for the Bills. Nice. So is everyone on board that the Bills are going to win this game? I hope so. 
I hope so. I really think that this is a game we should win. It well, I know this is a game we should win. This is an absolute <laughs> game we should. This win. is definitely a game we should win. So, as I was saying earlier, if you haven't already, be sure to check out some other content on this channel. Smash the like button, hit the subscribe bell, so you're notified every time we're on this live show. We're back here every Tuesday. Got some more great stuff coming, and we're going to go. So this Bill's Bunker show, what it's all about, it's about interaction and fun with the fans. So every Tuesday, we're going to go over our predictions from last week. Our plan got a little messed up with the Titans game being rescheduled. But it's going to be some fun content coming up, and we're going to have a lot of stuff in the future. More yes, score predictions in the comments. We have 42-12 to 12 Buffalo. I like it. I like it a lot. 33-13 Bills. And keyword, should win. That's right. Should win. Should win. Yep. <laughs> a should win. So to all you guys that have watched this video, thank you. Be sure to stay tuned next week. We'll be back. And that's all. So thank you for tuning in to the Built in Buffalo. Till next time.